0: Let's talk women's football with Alicia this evening. Alicia.
1: Hello, Simon. How are you?
0: Very good. Broski's here too. Uh, so Hi, it's... Brodsky. Hey, Alicia. How are you? <laughs> you? You can rub it in again about you predicting Western United were going to get to the grand final. <laughs> However, Broski's team are there as well. <laughs> I, am happy, I am happy. I am um, happy. Alicia, we, we got the Western perspective a little earlier on from Hannah Keane. From Sydney FC's point of view, is this going to be a case of third-time lucky? They've lost the last two grand finals.
1: Look, yeah, I think definitely it's Sydney's time. Brosky. I'm agreeing with you this week. Bit of all a turn right, of events, right. you know, bit a bit of a shift. Look, I thought the performance, obviously there was a bit of a stumble in the semi from Sydney FC. So I think they'll just be looking to assert their dominance very early in this final on the weekend and, and almost putting things to rest once and for all. I think the team are certainly after the win, as expected, as all teams are once they reach a final. But it's that one thing that's just been a little bit elusive for the majority of this squad is getting their hands on that trophy. So uh, from my angle, definitely Sydney FC, I think, will come out quite dominant and wanting to really assert themselves very early in this match to take control and and secure it.
0: Who's the key players from either side? I mean, I guess you're looking at Courtney Vine, Princess Sabini maybe, uh, Mackenzie Hawksby for, for Sydney FC, Hannah Keane for, for Western United. Who, who would be your pick for the, the player who needs to go out and really dominate this grand final?
1: Yeah, I think one that's sort of come to attention lately and she's she's always fabulous, Nat Tobin as mm. well, I think in that in that series of names that you just mentioned, Simon. Um, for me, she'll be, I expect to be quite instrumental um, for Sydney just in the leadership. But also I, I say this quite a lot when it comes to finals. Quite often I think finals can be determined by the quality of the goalkeepers um, pretty early in the match. If you start to test out your keepers, Um, they can often boost teams from the back and give teams that confidence and that structure as well. So I expect it to be, you know, a tight contest. Obviously, Sydney, uh, as I said, should come out and dominate quite early. I think that's the expectation that they'll be trying to to achieve as well. But um, Jada Wyman, I think, will be very, very instrumental as well. And if we look at at, um, Western United as well from the goalkeeping side of things, I think from that side, Hilary also will be quite strong. Hilary Beal, so... uh, can be a test for the keepers as well.
0: Speaking on goalkeepers, I mean, looking back at the 1-0 win for Sydney over Melbourne Victory at the weekend, I mean, on balance and, and definitely factoring in the last two grand finals, you'd have to say that, or um, well, it's probably fair to say that it was a deserved win for Sydney, but definitely a shame that it came in the way it did from a goalkeeping era because Casey Jemont, she's had an outstanding season.
1: Yeah absolutely she has and and we saw her in that semi final she was again just immense uh for victory disappointing but that's football you know it's it's a funny game one week you can be on cloud nine with the performance and the next week we can come crashing down very very quickly just with with what I think for Casey was a very simple goalkeeping error that um Sydney FC were able to capitalize it at the last minute so of course she'll be disappointed with that but I think it's it's difficult to say that was the undoing of of victory I think she's been outstanding for them all season like you said Broski, and she's had a huge huge A-League campaign
0: Just on Casey, Alicia, uh, the rumours are this week that she's been offered a deal to play in the AFLW competition for Hawthorne. Uh, Now, as a football fan, you know, that that gets my back up. But as a female athlete, and, and you were one, a pretty good one as well, you played for your country. Is that something that you'd consider?
1: Look, times have changed, and I think it's just such a unique platform in women's sport that um, you can cross codes. And we've seen it, I guess, in men's sport, not necessarily men's football, but men's sport over the years, particularly between the footy codes, the the NRL, the, the rugby union, and even to an extent the AFL, Carmichael Hunt going back as one of those players. But um, look, it's it's very unique at the moment between um, AFL and and essentially football, women's football, because both both sets of codes kick and that's a very very rare combination in any of our sports as as female athletes so i think it's um it's an interesting target market that the afl are working on we've seen some of our best players head over to the afl for a stint ellie brush was one of them going back as well um but look it's it's something i think the aflw will continue to to dabble in because ultimately we've got some of the best handlers in, in Casey DeMont and kickers in, mm. in any sport. So it's an easy acquisition, I think, for them. But I think our girls, um, ultimately, the growth and the exposure internationally is is far greater in football. So it's really um, comes down to what they're looking to achieve as players.
0: Keep your hands off. That's my message. Um, overseas, Alicia, Arsenal got a, a very good result in the first leg of their UEFA Women's Champions League semi final. They drew 2 2 with Wolfsburg. You'd fancy them to finish the job at home. Uh, Steph yeah. Catley got an assist as well, but there's major drama on the way home because they're plain court fire.
1: Bit scary, right? First yeah. of all, very, very happy to see Steph back on the pitch. I think that's a huge boost um, for Arsenal but also for the Matildas knowing that we've got players coming back from injury. So huge thumbs up with Steph um, being back on the pitch, but you know, not your average trip home, getting a, a little engine blow out there that basically catches on fire on the runway. So look, if you're a terrible flyer, that's, that's not a good time, um, but hugely unusual. They said it was a bird or something that managed yeah. to get sucked into the engine and it just, it yeah, blew up basically. So they had to overnight and um, wait for another plane
0: would you, the next a, were you a good flyer insane. no i was i mean i'm worse no? now and i think ever since i had kids but um oh, i well i wouldn't get one on, on one again if that Absolute, happened to my uh, life. no way no way <laughs> go on Broski. <laughs> unfortunately um yeah it wasn't such good news for for sam Kerr's chelsea they um, they were beaten at home by barcelona 1-0 in first leg of their semi and um and Kerr was was kept uncharacteristically quiet uh she also picked up a, a card in that match can they turn it around in spain
1: Look, it's always tricky uh, to be away from home in in a you know two leg tie. Basically, if Barcelona are just so strong, that's a big win for them against Chelsea away from home. But look, Chelsea have just got so much experience when it comes to these big matches. They've got big match players, and I don't think they'll they'll go and die without without anything left in the tank. I think it'll be a very very close match uh, when they head to Barcelona. But it's going to be tight. I think Barcelona might pick them on this one.
0: Okay, um, great news for Mary Fowler, fellow Matilda. She got her first goal for Manchester City, 6-2 win over West Ham. And of course, she she scored past Mackenzie Arnold, her international teammate.
1: Yeah, look, I I am happy for Mary just from a confidence angle here as well. We've seen her as one of our sort of Future stars of the game, um, but also her performances coming into the Matildas have been really good. Just up until she started to lack some minutes um, over there for City, so it's good to see her on the pitch and just getting some some confidence behind her. I know that the score line was was pretty solid in favour of City, but it it does help a player's confidence in Mm. that regard to get one into the back of the net, and hopefully she builds from there as we lead into the World Cup as well.
0: Absolutely. Uh, We finish off on a bit of a sad note tonight, Alicia. Um, Ex-Matilda Sally Shippard is unfortunately unwell. She's fighting ovarian cancer, and during her treatment, she is unable to work. So a fundraiser has been set up, and... uh, the good news, I guess, if there is any out of this, is that the funds raised already are over, well over $50,000, which I guess shows the the high esteem in which uh, Sally is held.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Sally is a former teammate of mine, a former competitor of mine as well when we've played at state level and we we go quite a fair way back. Um, one of the greatest personalities and most likable players, I guess, in the comp and um, in women's football. So um, I'm really wishing her all the very best and, of course, to her family as well. But um, a great initiative, I think, from from Alicia Ferguson to get that set up very, very quickly and get behind Sally. She's been immense for our game coming through at such a young age and, and playing huge, huge matches for our country. So I wish her all the very best. And I know the entire sort of football com- community is behind
0: her as well. Absolutely. And if you want to donate to that, it is a GoFundMe page. Uh, for Sally's um, rehabilitation during her fight uh, against this awful disease. Hey, Alicia, thanks so much. Uh, We'll speak to you next week. See you, Alicia. Thank
1: you, team. Have a good night.